Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. mysterious world of the inhuman experience a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained coming to you from the mothership directly above the uncanny valley my name is bobby anthem and with me as always player one two three four and five my partner my ace my fellow inhuman hey what's up it's bobby blades and i was having a very hard time trying to figure out (laughs) what that was meaning because I was going to say Ready Player One, but then you did one, two, three, four, and five, and you kind of threw me off there. <laughs> Here, well, I'm ready. When I met you, you had a lot of names, so you're a different player for each name. Oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, I had forgotten all the aliases, you know? <laughs> uh, and this is, this is uh, FYI to never get older. Um, stay the same age if you can. Like, find a vampire, have them bite you. Uh, if they're sparkly, don't. Stay away from them. Stay away from the sparkly vampires. Yeah. That, that that might make sense. If you continue right. to listen, we had, some, we had a little bit of fun with this impromptu <laughs> conversation we had, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, like, I honestly thought we were going to go a different way with it, but it ended up going another completely direction that I was not ready for, but I kind of went along for the ride and it was cool. <laughs> you know you were ready, player one. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I'm going to have to check it out now. Yeah, same here. I haven't seen it either, man. But, you know, we could save the movie talk for later, <laughs> right? Yeah, because we definitely do get into some movies later, but that's another story. Let's get into that story right now. Say, 
undisturbed. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1, Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will you. when they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. Stephen fucking Hawking, bro. Yeah, man, he was, first of all, he was brilliant. Um, and he was cool as hell because, like, he, you could tell he was a fun dude. Uh, I've, I've heard things about him, like, you know, he wasn't necessarily, he wasn't, he, I guess... When he still had his all of his faculties and he could walk around and all of that, he was, you know, a little arrogant. Um, I don't, I guess, I don't know. Uh, but like all of those appearances that he made on TV shows and movies and stuff, like he was on Star Trek a handful of times. Now, and what, which Star Trek? Like the old school one or the Next Generation? Next, next Generation. He was okay, on Next so Generation. Uh, I think he might have been. I think he might have been on Voyager because, you know, they always had him in, in the uh, holodeck whenever they had. Um, I can't even remember the situation. I've seen every single episode of Star Trek, um, except for the movies. I couldn't get into the movies, but uh, but yeah, they would have uh, they would have a bunch of geniuses from history. Like they would have Isaac Newton and Einstein and Stephen Hawking would always be there. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I thought that was cool as hell. And, and even when even when he appeared on cartoons like The Simpsons, he was on an episode of The Simpsons. They could have easily just got like a speaking spell and <laughs> put in whatever they wanted, but he actually did his own audio. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Or even I, if he didn't do it, and they just you actually on there. Yeah, I mean they could have got conspiracy by it, and nobody would have known. I know that's. I was just about to bring that up. But like somebody <laughs> yeah. could have conspiracy botted the whole thing. <laughs> right, right. But he got credit for it, so that was cool. That's cool as hell, man. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I've got to read more of his more of his work because I hear a lot of people talking about it. I probably should be reading it because of all the you know the research that we want to do about these things and he was pretty much one of the minds that talked about a lot of this stuff that we're hearing about now. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and he, he, uh, he talked a lot about, he talked a lot about what people would consider to be like fringe science. You know, he wasn't afraid to to open up about like aliens and stuff. Like he was, he was the one who said that if aliens exist, we need to stop reaching out to them because chances are if they're able to, receive our transmissions and they're able to come here then they're clearly far more advanced than we are and yeah. if they're if they're more advanced than we are then there's nothing stopping them from taking over our world or just destroying us or whatever you know and yeah. like we know that we would do that 
You know, we would do that because because we've done it here. You know, but think you know, of it this way, right? If you're like, if we were so like, we're I'm comparing us to like um, insects, which is probably not true. But all right, so the with the way we are, we we think that we're more advanced than nature itself. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times we've been proven wrong, but we still continue to believe that. Right. And so in our minds, it's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're completely above nature. And um, why would we even want to bother with it instead of just doing our own thing? So, like, that w- to me, that would be the same way with, like, extraterrestrial visitors. If they're so advanced, they'll probably just completely ignore us because we're meaningless to them. Yeah, yeah, it would be nothing to them, you know. It's like um, Stephanie Anthill. You don't give a second thought to it, really. Most people don't. Right. So why would they care? I mean, but, you know, that that's us putting the way that we are on them. They might be completely different, but right. just just knowing how we are like humans are humans are awful, man. We treat we treat animals horribly and we even treat other humans who are a little different horribly, you know? Yeah. You know, go to another country and see, oh, their skin looks different. Their eyes look funny. You know, they must be <laughs> inferior. You know? Yeah. So. Now, can you imagine if, um, like, a lot of the natural eye colors that are out now, if, like, people had vampire eyes or reptilian cat eyes, some shit like that, like, how <laughs> bad those people would be persecuted because, like, subhuman or... Or hot- one brown eye and one blue eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually, that actually exists. So. I know it does. Joe Pesci, uh, David what? Bowie, Mila it- Kunis. What is that called, though? Bobby Anthem. <laughs> yeah, Bobby. Um, but your eye is not natural, though. You weren't it, born. Well, I wasn't born this way, but I didn't like. I didn't make this happen purposely. It just happened. <laughs> but I forgot the. I forgot the word for that. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Okay, it's a uh, heterochromia iridium. Okay, I'm. I'm not gonna remember that. <laughs> It's uh, different in the coloration of the iris, but can also be the hair or skin. Heterochromia is determined by the production, delivery, and concentration of melanin. Interesting. That is very interesting. You know what else is interesting? I used to think that um, <clears throat> Mila Kunis was so incredibly hot. Is so in- still hot? No, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what All ruined right. Mila Kunis for me. Jupiter yeah. Ascending. See, I never saw that movie, so I wouldn't know. Don't do it, man. That movie is so misleading. That movie is is so heartbreaking because it's awful. What is it about? It's it's basically uh, the way that I described it is it's Twilight in space. Oh, it's it's, re- it's a it's like a it's like a it's like a fairy tale romance d- disguised as a science fiction. <laughs> What the hell? Twilight in space. That's fucking awesome. You know, that might not be fair. You know, I've never, to be fair, I've never seen Twilight, but that's what the, like, that's the whole vibe of it. Like, that's the audience that they were going for, you know? So, like, all the trailers and everything, all the imagery, all the the different aliens, and they're all in space and everything, Mm -hmm. it makes regular sci-fi fans say, damn, I have to, I need to, I gotta see this. Like, this looks amazing. And then you go in, and it's a damn fairy tale romance in space. Oh, sickening! Uh, I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't watch it then. Yeah, don't do it. It'll ruin me, Lequins, for you. 
Yeah, like, dude, she was good even in a bad movie, and I'm talking about, like, the one bad movie that she was in, I remember, uh, Max Payne. That was a terrible movie. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Dope in that. I haven't seen that. I might still check that out. I don't know. Yeah, like, you that... All right, they did not do justice to the video game, first of all. Like, a Max Payne. I'm thinking, like, oh, this is going to be dope, like a Max Payne game. Nope, it was horrible. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll still check it out, though. I I fantasy elements into it, and, like, you didn't know what was real and what was... ah, It was just dumb, man. I did not like it. See, I don't have a lot of experience. I mean, was it it bad just because it didn't line up with the game, or was it bad because the writing and the acting was... Bad, and um, hard to keep up with the hard to keep up with the narrative that was going on and maybe it was just me but i usually am pretty good at keeping up with movies but the writing was awful um the story was dog shit i i was not into it okay well you know what i might still check it out because i'm okay with movies like i'm okay with bad movies if they kind of don't go into it thinking it's gonna be a blockbuster. You know, if, it, if they take themselves too seriously, but it's horrible, I'm like, uh, I can't get with that. But if it's if it's bad, it's hard to describe. It's hard to explain. If it's bad in a way that makes it still kind of entertaining to me, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And, I and I've never I, find that entertaining though. Really. I get that. I, and I've never been a big gamer, so you know I won't. I won't be offended that the movie is bad. You know it won't ruin the game for me. Yeah. So. Well, I went into it kind of expecting it to be not exactly like the game because that never happens. Yeah. But I was, I had a little bit somewhat higher expectations of the movie, and plus because it was like Mark Wahlberg in there, yeah. and you know he's he's not a terrible actor, so right, right. It was like I was expecting a little bit more than what it delivered. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I might still check it out. I mean, I'll give it a I'll give it a few minutes. See, we'll see if I can make it all the way through. You know, it might hold me. But then yeah. I don't know any of the characters or anything because I really don't know the game. Oh, I, you don't I'll tell to, you. You don't even have to know the characters because the game, the only, the only constant character is like Max Payne basically from the from what i remember anyway um and i've played all the games and i don't really remember any other characters aside from the main character um but no the the writing was just awful you know what movie i would like to see duke nukem duke i want you don't remember duke nukem oh i remember but i've never played the games oh man duke nukem was fun man you now, know, is, that I had, like, I, is that kind of like Quake or Doom? Like that, it's, that game? Sort of. It's like, um, I'm completely over the whole zombie thing. I never got into the zombie thing when zombies got to be real huge. I never got into that. But Duke Nukem kind of predated the, the big zombie craze, you know? So he was just this dude. Like, it was heavily influenced by, uh, shit, Bruce Campbell, uh, Oh, okay, like the Evil Dead kind of stuff. The Evil Dead, yeah, it was it was heavily influenced by that because he was he was sort of that kind of character, but just with a little bit more bravado, you know, a little bit more ego. So he would spit out the one-liners, and he 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 would quote Bruce Campbell a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. um, 
So he's just running around with guns, just, you know, the post-apocalyptic, uh, uh, post-apocalyptic Earth, just killing zombies. But it was, it was crazy fun, man. In, in 64, it was one of my favorite games. Damn, I'm surprised I, like I had never played it. Yeah, I would say if you could get a hold of it, grab it. Yeah, find it. I'll definitely take a look. I don't have an N64, though, so I wonder if they have it for PlayStation or other systems. Or even I, PC, man. Even on PC. You can, you can probably find it on PC. Um, the only place I played it was on N64, but I know that... Uh, there was supposed to be, like, Duke Nukem is, I guess, infamous for, uh, there was supposed to be a game called Duke Nukem Forever, and it kind of became a joke because it took forever for it to come out. <laughs> uh, so it was like the video game equivalent of Dr. Dre's Detox. <laughs> I don't think it was ever released. Detox never came out, actually. Yeah, Detox never came out, and I'm saying I don't think Duke Nukem Forever was ever released either. <laughs> so, yeah, man was a duke nukem 3d not like a few years back oh um, yeah but i yeah i don't think duke nukem forever came out right uh from what i understand and like i said you know i'm not a gamer so i want to be fair with this there's probably you know i i'm just not a gamer but i, I think maybe the n64 duke nukem was probably the best the best duke nukem game well n64 was the mad notes man I mean yeah. that that had even PS1 be- beat out for quite a while. People were uh, hopping over from PS1 over to the N64 until PS2 came out. Right. The PS1 had more capabilities than the N64, but N64 just, just like they made the best use of what they had. You know, that's why they N64 yeah. hands down had the best wrestling games. Oh fuck yeah! All the WCW games, man. By uh, yeah. it was THQ that did that, right? THQ Aki, yep. Okay, yeah. Like those games were the most fun to play. I remember playing the WWE games, and just like thinking that it was dog crap. And then I went over to the N64 and I played like WCW Nitro or whatever yeah. it was. And those yeah. games were the most fun to play. Yeah, WCW versus NWO. Yeah. Like, uh, World Tour. Yeah, those those games were they were really fun. And then uh, <clears throat> then THQ Aki started making the WWE or WWF at the time games. They did uh, they did No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000. So and those were basically exactly the same as the WCW games were. So those were those were good. Yeah. Did you play the uh, WWF games on PS1? Uh, I didn't have a PS1, but I played I played the games on PS2. You know what? I did play one time on PS1, and I didn't like how they looked. I didn't like how they moved. Yeah, they um, were. It was very clunky, very robotic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the PS2 games were okay. You know, they were. They, they were doing okay, I think. Um, there was a lot of stuff that you could do on those games. So they were pretty fun. And there was always improvements that could be made. But to me, still, the N64 games were more fun. They didn't look as good, but they were still better. Yeah. I don't know. After, after THQ got done with making that style of game, I was just not into it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, even now with... Uh, 
Well, not 2K20 because that is everybody knows about 2K20, but probably like 2K12 or 14. I was playing, and I did like the flow of it, but it was still very clunky, like those old school games that I remember. And I was like, ah, this just isn't that fun to me, you know? Yeah. Like you, you knew how to initiate a grapple in those games, those old ones. Right. And now they make it so goddamn complicated. You move the analog stick, press this button, hit yeah. left, left, down, down. Yeah, it's, it did. It got to be too much. It's just, you don't need to be hitting all them buttons. That's a lot to remember. Yeah. And just some of the things that they did with the game. I mean, okay, so the main reason I stopped gaming, and I was never a serious gamer, but the main reason I stopped was because my vision got too bad and I just couldn't couldn't see what I was doing anymore but the last wrestling game that I played I can't even remember what it was uh, my kid's mother got it for me at the time so this was years ago and this was several years ago you know how you could play a whole season you could do like the road to Wrestlemania and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, there, there was one and you had to go through all of these things to unlock certain uh, certain superstars so on one, you had to you had to like hire the writers, and like I'm like, man, this is just so damn behind the seat. Like how I have to fucking hire writers, you know? Uh, so it's so, so more you, like a simulation game, like a Roller Coaster Tycoon or whatever the hell the, those types of games are, where you gotta you pretty much have to control everything. Where it's like, okay, it's time to hire some writers. Uh, it's time to find out if your superstar can do this or that. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah, there was a mode. There was one particular mode, like a career mode, where you could do that. And you had to do that in order to unlock certain people. Uh, so you hire a team of writers, and like it, you have to hire the right combination of writers and then have them book these matches and if the crowd responds favorably and you pull off these moves then you get to unlock like mr perfect or whatever and i'm like all right i'm hiring these fucking writers which i hate doing i, I, I don't even want to know that there are writers in pro wrestling i don't want to know that you know and then you hire what you think are good writers and then you put together what you think is a good storyline and the fucking crowd is booing you the whole time <laughs> so i'm like okay so i can't <laughs> unlock mr perfect because he's writers are stupid and the crowd is a bunch of assholes yeah that does not sound fun at all it was not man that was the last time I, that was the last wrestling game i played yeah i i played um smackdown versus raw something or other yeah. and i don't i don't think they had that in career mode because i remember you were just uh on the road to wrestlemania you were fighting in different arenas and everything yeah man. um yeah that that's as far back as i can remember before I just stopped playing all wrestling games. Yeah, I did enjoy gaming. I did, but you know, I was never, uh, I was never into it as most people seem to be. Yeah, I wouldn't consider myself like a hardcore gamer. I would just say that I have a lot of fun playing games, but I, I'm not in it to get like the trophies and achievements or all that. I, I don't really care about all that stuff. I just want to play the damn game. It's like reading a book for me, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. I did. I had a lot of fun playing the uh, Grand Theft Auto games, you know? Um, back when I was able to play, I was I was playing uh, Vice City and San Andreas. You know? 
Dude, I never did the missions in the games. I would just always run around killing people. Like, that's how, that's how <laughs> it was, man. Like, oh, you can shoot people in this game? Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> and so, like, I never went on mission. It was just always um, you kill somebody and then they call the police and then you're running from the cops and you got to have a shootout with the police and all this other crap. And then your wanted level increases. And it was just it got crazy to where like helicopters were chasing you around and people right. were firing missiles at you and all that. And I don't know. I just thought that was more fun than playing the actual game. That was a lot of fun, man. But I was I was into the missions and trying to trying to get as far as I could in the game. But then something would always come up. You know, you mess around and like like uh, like bump into a police car or something and they start chasing you. Then you got to kill some cops, <laughs> you know, and it just escalates from there. And um, <laughs> what was fun to me was when like, you know, they would get like the army after me and everything, and I'm running down the street. And somehow I come across like a, a rocket launcher, <laughs> and I get to shoot down the helicopter. Because <laughs> sometimes you just you've just got to kill a hooker with an inch of sword, just because. <laughs> Remember that in Vice City, like you could unlock a ninja sword somehow. You no, could I don't. In katana and you'd just be cutting people. <laughs> no man i wish i had known that was a thing i never came across that. yeah my friend told me about it he was like oh there's a code you can get a ninja sword i was like oh shit really and then i did it and I, here i am walking around in like a, a replica of florida in a in you know one of those magnum pi t-shirts and shit yeah. <laughs> fucking ninja <laughs> sword walking up to a group of hookers just cutting them down <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm that fucked up Oh, shit. Yeah, those were the good old days, man. Thank you for contacting Inhuman Resources, a Q&A segment where you can have your cues aid by these two jackasses, at least to the best of their limited abilities. Feel free to ask any question at all from how to make a peanut butter sandwich to how can I get my hot co-worker to notice me to how do manatees procreate? Any question at all. Just contact at IEXP underscore podcast on Twitter with the hashtag Inhuman Resources or email Inhuman Experience Podcast 19 at gmail.com with Inhuman Resources in the subject line. And we'll see what we can do about bringing you that much closer to enlightenment. Now transferring you over to the Inhumans. All right, we're back at Inhuman Resources, and as you know, we answer your questions. And today, uh, we got a question via email from Stephanie, and she wants to know which country is the most connected. I don't know if you know this, but take a guess at what country is the most connected the most wired in as far like technologically connected china nope you think so but no japan again you would think so but no kuala lumpur i don't fucking know dude <laughs> <laughs> i was totally surprised first i'll tell you that uh the united states is number 20 on the list <laughs> we're number 20 we're, we're the 20th 
most connected country, you know? And it's kind of funny because, you know, the narrative has always been, yeah, USA is number one, you know, but we're not. USA. I, you know? <laughs> the number one, like, because, okay, only 60% of Americans are actually online, you know? I'm part of the 60% that's not. <laughs> well, I guess technically I kind of am. Yeah, you consider. are. Because we're yeah. speaking through the power of the internet right now. Right, right. So that's really crazy to think. Like, 40% of America is not plugged in at all. The most the most connected country in the world, the number one most technologically connected country is South Korea. Holy shit. I would have never thought that. I never would have guessed, dude. Because the narrative, like, the way... And this is kind of, it's funny because one of my best friends in the world, one of my oldest friends in the world, his mother is from South Korea, you know? So you'd think that I would have known some type of history because like the way that, the way that they would have you believe is like South Korea, they're all living in like mud huts and wearing grass skirts and stuff. But, no, isn't that North Korea because it, they're supposed to be like really poor? Um... They're even, only poor. Even though uh, the dictator there says that, oh, we're we're rich, and you know they put on fronts for when people come. I don't know, but as far as South Korea, I just always thought that they they like lived very humbly. You know, I was kind of exaggerating when I was saying like mud huts and stuff like that, but I just always felt I just always figured that they just had like humble lives. But ninety five percent of the country is plugged in. 95% of the country, they all have, uh, <laughs> they all have internet. They all walk around with, um, RFID cards and they have, they have kiosks on the streets where you can just put in your thumbprint and print out a social security card or birth certificate or whatever you want. Like everything is plugged in. And since they got that kind of technology, they, they've had an, incredible decrease in um government corruption and corporate corruption because everything is transparent there oh shit yeah that's not that bad i know it's amazing i'm like man i think i might want to go to south korea <laughs> in human resources damn that worked out <laughs> two jackasses know a little bit about something or at least one of the two jackasses know <laughs> This might be a little bit of a reach. Um, because technically, there are some sci-fi elements in this, but it's not sci-fi. And it's not horror, even though, in my, in my opinion, it was kind of a horrible movie. And that hurts my heart. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if you know where I'm going oh, with this. Oh, man, I think I know. I, I think you might know. I, I have a feeling I know exactly where you're going. Snoochie booches. Oh, snooch to the motherfucking nooch. It hurts my heart, man. I did not enjoy Jay and Silent Bob reboot. No, it made me so sad. It, I, I was yeah. very, very sad. Yeah, <sighs> it was disappointing on a, on on a few different levels, man. 
I had when I heard it was coming out, I had really high hopes for it because Kevin Smith has never let me down. Right, man. Even the movies that even the movies that people hated, I enjoy. You know, uh, Chasing Amy. I like Chasing Amy. A lot of people say, "Oh, that's the worst movie in the viewers universe." I no, like that, it. That man. was Just, pretty good. Yeah, I even uh, I even like Jersey Girl. I was gonna say I even like Jersey Girl. Yeah. I have it on DVD. I watched it a few times, man. It's kind right. of a heartwarming story, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't his regular. Uh, view of well it didn't exist in the viewers universe but you know it was his movie so it still had really good dialogue it had a really good story mm-hmm. yeah um, i enjoyed it man. pretty much um, all i haven't seen tusk yet but i, I haven't would seen say, that like, either all of the kevin smith films to date have been pretty good like they're full of like the really good dialogue there's a lot of character development and everything and there's just a lot of cool stuff going on yeah but getting back to the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, oh man, it it was hard to watch. It really was. Yeah, uh, again, for a couple of reasons, man. I mean, I, I understand what he was trying to do with it. I, and Well, one of the biggest complaints that I had right off the bat was that it was, it was almost 100% nostalgia. Like... But the it wasn't was that so good kind of nostalgia, though. That nostalgia that makes you feel good. It, it wasn't that. It was tragic. No, it's, it's just that it was loaded. It was loaded full of callbacks. You know, there was almost nothing new in it. And I get it. I get it because it was supposed to be sort of a play on the whole reboot thing. So they're like, hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna take. And this is something that he actually said. So this was by design. He just wanted to take Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, and then put a whole new fresh coat of paint right on top of it. So it's essentially the same movie, but a reboot. So, I mean, I, I thought it was, I thought that was cleverly done, but it was, uh, uh, there weren't enough new jokes in it. There weren't enough new gags. There were a couple, you know, they, they got some laughs out of me. Um, some of the nostalgia felt good, but a lot of it was like, Oh man, we heard these a million times before. They did all of that on Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, and that was cool because there were a lot of callbacks on that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, how are you going to do callbacks to callbacks to other callbacks? You know, that's that, <laughs> it was overkill. Yeah. Um, and in and, no uh, way am I shitting on Kevin Smith. I mean, no. <clears throat> I just yeah. think the... It might have been a case of bad timing, like wrong time to put the movie out. And maybe that's it. Or maybe it's just because we grew up watching these films. So we kind of were expecting a, a different kind of thing. And then when we saw the actual movie, it was like, what the fuck? And I, and I think since we grew up with these films and like we're right there in the age group that these that his movies were intended for. Mm-hmm. Uh that's another thing that made it kind of hard to watch because we're watching these guys who are a couple of years older than us. Um, and it shows, you know, oh, like yeah. these are, Those these are ever. old dudes where we were watching these movies when they were kids and they were young adults and then they were supposed to be uh, responsible adults. And now it's like, they're, 
they're old, like they're middle upper middle aged guys. <laughs> and, you know, so that, that was kind of depressing to see. And especially to see Jay and Silent Bob still wearing the same shit that they wore uh, 25 years ago. Yes. You know, um, you know, like that was that was tough. And, and they were put in a position. It was like a coming of age movie for people who were already adults, you know, so yeah. that was that made it a little rough. Uh, it, it made it rough because, okay, it, it was hard to see who that movie was for because there was so much nostalgia for us. But then, but then they they gave the platform to the younger generation who right. spent their entire time in a movie shitting on our generation. Yeah, and like like you were just saying, the. Uh... The movie that I mean, not the movie, the the parts of the film that were meant for the next generation that is uh, coming up now. Um, there were a lot of buzzwords, I like to call them, that were yeah. used in the film. And it just I hate when people use those words. So that's that kind of stuff just doesn't resonate with me at all. And it really it really hurt my heart to watch it because I was I was hoping for so much more or nothing at all. Yeah, it, nothing at all would have worked for me because you mentioned a few minutes ago that um, you just, you felt like maybe this wasn't the right time for this movie to come out. With, with the movie that with the movie that we watched, I don't feel like there ever would be a right time, and I I, I hope that he doesn't try to continue. You no, know, I get, like yeah. <laughs> after that, just let it go. But uh, knowing how he is. Because Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back was supposed to be the end of it, you know. Like yeah. he said that before. Like he was gonna he was gonna close out the universe with that. That's why at the end of the movie, God closed the book on on the story, you know that that they were all in. Yeah. Because that was supposed to be the end of it. And that that would have been perfect. That really it would have been. That would have been perfectly fine. It would have been great. We could have all gone on and lived our lives. But then he went on and did Clerks too, which was great. I was thrilled that he did Clerks too. I'm like, okay. I, I thought that was great. Cool yeah, too. that was a really good movie. It was very well done. And that, again, that was supposed to be the end of it. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, we, we can end it there. You know, Dante found love. You know, everything's good. Jay and Silent Bob seem to be good. You know? Yeah, they, um, they were uh, now entrepreneurs. They had their own market right next to the quick stop. Right. So, yeah, man. And, like, I would have been happy with that, but... He came back with this, you know, I mean, and he, he's made other movies since, but not within this universe. And, yeah. And th this movie should not have happened. So now since it did happen and I'm unhappy with it, and I, I think a lot of other people are probably unhappy with it, knowing how he is, he's probably going to want to come back and repair the damage that he did with this. And I just don't know if it can be done. I hope he doesn't. I hope he leaves it alone because, I mean, Clerks 2 would probably have been the perfect one to end it off on and then just you know continue creating a new universe write more films you know do do some newer stuff but don't go back to the old characters really because the age that we're at now if you try to integrate that with a new generation it doesn't really work all that good yeah 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 that was i i imagine this movie had to be at least somewhat difficult for people of all generations <laughs> to watch it that's a sad thing to say you know yeah. 
because I mean it, it wasn't necessarily for us and it wasn't necessarily for the kids you know so like, no. who, who's, who's supposed to enjoy this and you're right. I, I don't think there would ever have been an appropriate time for this film to come out. I think the the Jay and Silent Bob thing had run its course, and it was good to kind of harken back to that by watching the old films or just by like going to your friends being like Snoogans or something, you know. Right. But right. other than that, I really think it should stay like where it was at before this movie came out. Yeah. And that's really no, a sad thing to say, too, because, I mean, like, Kevin Smith was one of my favorites. He's still one of my favorites. I'm, you know, I, you can't erase you can't erase what he has already done, you know? So he's still one of my favorites. I still own almost every movie he's ever made. Same know? here. I, I didn't mean to put him in the past tense like that. That's kind of <laughs> just something that I do. But, yeah, he he's one of my favorites. The, and I hear him on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple of times and, you know, he's really good. I just think that maybe he was trying to accomplish something that he had already done and didn't realize it. Or maybe the maybe the studio wanted a, another Jay and Silent Bob cash grab. Um, I'm not really sure, like all everything that went into effect with this. I don't know. Uh, and it did. It largely came across like a big reunion or a big party because you know most of his friends did come back for the movie. So that's always cool to see. As far as I'm concerned, it's always cool to see all of these guys come back. You know, and they're. Uh, it, it seemed like a big reunion. Like, hey, good to see you again. You know, same joke as I said in the last movie and the one before that. Yeah. You know, look at these morose motherfuckers right here. <laughs> oh, okay, that again. You know what was <laughs> sad to see? Uh, the age of Ben Affleck now. Yeah. He looked really, really old. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they all did. Interesting thing, though. One interesting thing that I did want to point out, because like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it was cool to me that uh, the actress playing Jay's daughter in the movie, Harley Quinn Smith, is the daughter of Kevin Smith. Yeah. And and Jay's actual daughter was playing the daughter of um, of Ben Affleck's character. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I think I think that was his daughter. Unless I'm <laughs> mistaken, I think that was his daughter. Wow. I didn't know that. I knew that uh, Harley Quinn Smith was uh, Kevin yeah. Smith's daughter. Yeah. But, oh, dude, man, there was this, one very uncomfortable scene for me as a father was the scene where um, they were all in the car together and Kevin Smith is sitting right there next to his daughter while she's reading the lines that you know he wrote for her, where she's talking about how she wants to fuck uh, Chris Hemsworth oh, and how she yeah. owns okay. several dildos. And I'm, oh, man. It's, oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that made me uncomfortable. See, I'm not a father, so that doesn't disturb me. It, it just disturbed. <laughs> yeah, man, it bothers me. It disturbed me in a way that I knew that it was his daughter, and I'm yeah. like, how could he let her say that? Not only did he let her, but you know that he wrote. Yeah, that. of course. It's, it's not like she wrote it. Right. Uh, but funny thing, I could be mistaken, but I did not see Randall in that film at all. Yeah, I thought, yeah, because I, I was looking for everybody I recognized. I don't think he was in it at all. That's weird. Yeah. Now, I saw uh, Dante in there. Yeah, um, he was in there as a couple of characters. I yeah, but I did not see Randall. Yeah, pretty much almost everybody else was in there. 
Now, did you get that reference to um, Knocked Up in there as well? Uh, yeah, but I can't remember. Or no, no, sorry, not Knocked Up, but Zach and Miri make a porno. That reference. Well, I know that the I know that the lawyer was was the guy from uh, yes from Zach and Miri. Yeah, but th- there was a Knocked Up reference in there, wasn't there? Uh, there was a reference to Zach and Miri in there. Well, definitely, yeah, but I thought that there was also a Knocked Up. Somebody said something about Knocked Up. I thought maybe I don't know. But I do. I got those two films mixed up. But I think uh, the like the Justin Long character was in Zack and Miri, but they also had made a reference to Zack and Miri make a porno with um. I can't remember that, that guy's name. Craig. What the hell's his name? Oh, Craig Robinson. Yes, he had yeah. said something, and that was a direct reference to Zack and Miri. Mm, okay. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I'll have to go back and watch the movie again, which I don't want to do. <laughs> I think I am gonna watch it again because there was a lot of there was a lot going on. You know? Dude, I wanted Maybe to I'll... cry instead of laughing. I wanted to cry. I, I just you know yeah, there were some parts that were just it was that were hard. just sad, depressing. You know? Yeah, it's very difficult, man. Very difficult. Um, I will say though, my my number one all time favorite rapper had a cameo in the movie, so that was that was kind of cool. Redman was in there. Oh yeah, Red and Meth were in there. Yeah, Red and Meth. Yeah, and they were talking about their horrible movie. How high? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that movie was that horrible though. I liked it. Oh man, I thought that movie was awful. Man, How High was awful. <laughs> but I'm still, I'm a big fan of Meth, and <laughs> and like I said, Red Man is my number one all time favorite. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't so think it was this... bad, but I mean, I, it wasn't great. But it wasn't like terrible either. It was just kind of there. I thought it was pretty awful. You know, I mean, Lark Voorhees was in it, so that didn't hurt. Oh yeah, that that never hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they had the entire Saved by the Bell female cast in there. <laughs> that would be a different movie. Oh yeah, definitely. We're dating ourselves now. I'd rather date Lord Voorhees. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather date the one who was in Showgirls. Yeah, that was a good choice. I can't remember her show. name. But there we go, man. I know yeah. that that wasn't exactly <laughs> sci-fi. It wasn't horrible, but it was horrible. And technically, you know, uh, the, the movie kind of centered around uh, Blunt Man and Chronic. So there goes your sci-fi. Yeah, so. and you know what, though? It doesn't have to be sci-fi. It just has to center around the universe of nerd culture, which um, Jay and Silent Bob do. All right. Well, then we achieved that, so... <laughs> we did it. We hope we didn't tear the hearts out of anyone's chest with our review, but and that's just how we feel. One rectal breach coming up. All right. Shout outs to our friends and family in podcasting. Much love to Mr. Klondike Bill, our boy Burbs, Brooke, Shaheen with NuclearHeatShop.com. Get in the corner. Yuck, nasty, and dog a baby. The WNC Super Party. Papa Dave, Johnny Florida, Michael Smith, Old Man Jenkins, uh, the Dirt Sheet Dudes, Boxman, Anthony, Smark Wahlberg, also on Hollywood Hangout. 
Suplex City Limits with Jim Vicious and Tyler Fudge, The Federation with Tyler Fudge and his brother Travis, The Smack It Down Podcast with Jay Silver and Corey Gold, Luke Birch and Sensible Sam of the Transcontinental Project, It's Pathetic with Scott and Rye Bread, The High Marks, Cheese Man, G-Wiz, Mojo, Saturday Morning Cartoons with Sean and Dave, Archon's Corner with The Wookiee, Yakuza Kick Radio with J-Cat Morris, Alien Conspiracy Podcast, Conspiracy Cafe Podcast, The Michael Deacon Program, Dirty Deeds Done Dirk Cheap with Sir Dirk-a-Lot, Regularly Scheduled Hostility with Eric, Nathan Mondor, Alien Theorist Theorizing, Hysteria 51, and special thanks to the networks that provide us a platform, the WNC Network and Wrestling Soup. Well done, man. (laughs) (laughs) This was cool. This was fun, man. We tackled a whole lot of stuff, and this was completely impromptu. So uh, yeah, and a lot of it was improv. It was, man. If and if we got anything wrong, which we might have, (laughs) you know, be be nice. Be nice about it. (laughs) Don't send a lot of hate. We're just trying to get by. All right, man. But hit us up, though. We we like hearing from you. Yeah, definitely hit us up. You know, this is is and always will be a fan-centered show. We would love to hear your input, your stories, you know, whatever you got. Just come hit us up at InhumanExperiencePodcast19 at gmail.com or on the show Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. <laughs>